Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Erica from Live, Thrive, Grow. I love Erica's blog. She has such a positive message and coaches others to improve both their physical and mental fitness and strength. I love that wholesome approach. We are talking about how to maintain not gain weight during the holidays on the podcast today. She has some awesome tips on how you can enjoy those treats without feeling guilty. So you're going to want to listen to this one and stick around to the end because we have an awesome salad challenge for you and we're going to tell you all about it and how you can be part of it. Hello and welcome to the Bowl of Life podcast with your hosts, Joe and Sarah Hayes. We are so glad you are here with us today talking about food, faith, and family and how each of those topics impact our everyday life. The purpose of this podcast is to provide you with the inspiration to live your life more abundantly. On this podcast, we will talk openly about what we consume. Whether that means what goes on our plate and in our mouths. Or what we see, hear, and listen to, and how that can change our mindset for the day. We truly believe life is a journey. And that is full of lessons for each and every one of us to apply if we can get quiet and listen. We are so glad we get to experience this life journey together with you. So, hey, go grab a spoon. Or a fork. And let's go. Hello, and welcome back once again to the Bowl of Life podcast. Today, I'm joined by Erica from the blog Live, Thrive, and Grow. And she is giving us her best tips on how to maintain, not gain, weight this holiday season. Erica is a fitness trainer and overall health advocate that specializes in nutrition, weight loss, and change management, and she is the go-to person for her community when it comes to this topic. I love her wholesome approach to working out, eating, and improving your mindset, but no more from me. Let's meet Erica and dive into this topic. Erica, why don't you introduce yourself, give us a little bit about uh, your background and all the details. Great, Sarah. Well, thank you so much, first of all, for having me on this podcast. I think that we've got a lot of similarities in terms of our audience. So um, hopefully I can give some really great tips that are helpful for your folks over the holiday season about maintaining and not gaining. Um, So just to give you a little bit of background about me. So yes, I'm very enthusiastic about um, just health in general, but I think you know, one way that I've been able to help people over time is through fitness. Obviously, you've got to have the nutritional component uh, together with that for your overall health and, and for weight loss. But I really have specialized over time in helping people with their fitness. And that's anything from, you know, I have been um, a fitness coach for a wellness company. So I've helped people that are high risk um, really get their diets in order, but then also create different physical fitness plans for them. Um, so that helps everything from like reducing their chance of diabetes, high blood pressure, um, heart disease, all of those lovely things that could happen as if we don't take care of ourselves. So um, in addition to that, I have helped people train for um, marathons. So 26.2 miles. I have had a running group that I've created and I have a new one that I just actually started um, in my neighborhood through one of my more current fitness challenges that I have going on in my Facebook group. Um, I've done personal training, Sarah. I've taught classes at the gym and I've had my own outdoor boot camp. So I've had a lot of exposure to fitness and that's really 
my superpower, I would say, is just helping other people get the body they want. That is so cool. So what kind of spurred this like interest in fitness? Have you just like always had a lifelong interest? Um, or was it something, you know, like after college or, you know, that you decided, oh, you know, I really have always loved this. I'm going to go into this. Yeah, great question. So I'll tell you, I had, I actually had a, a huge advantage, I'll say, because when I grew up, as I was growing up, my dad actually started doing marathons. So I referred to them just a few minutes ago as I, I've now trained people to run marathons as, as I've done myself, but he would run marathons and do triathlons and bike races. And, you know, one of the things that we would do on a lot of Saturday mornings is we would go um, cheer him on as he finished whatever race he was in. And I remember just feeling such incredible energy from the crowd around me. And also just as these athletes came across the finish line, just the looks on their faces. And you could just tell how proud they were of their accomplishments. And just as I was a young kid, I just always said, gosh, I want to do what my dad's doing. Um, and so then from there, you know, Sarah, when I wanted to spend time with him, uh, he'd say, hey, let's go get your running shoes on. Let's go on a run. And so I really um, started associating spending good quality time with people by exercising. And, and I've really taken that um, through the rest of my life and I can I will continue to do it. But, um, yeah, that's that's how I kind of got started and then momentum from there. That is so cool. And like you said, we have a lot of similarities. Um, my mom was actually a, a PE teacher. So she kind of, you know, spurred that love of fitness in my own life because of her own experience as well. So that's really cool that both of our parents um, kind of laid out, laid out the plan for us and kind of showed the way. And, you know, I find that in my own life as well. And I know that you have a family and kids and um, you can let me know if this is the same for you. But I find that my own kids are even a little bit more interested in fitness than some of their friends, even at a young age, um, just because they do see my husband and I working out and my son and I have done like a 15 mile bike ride a few years ago. And um, yes, have you noticed that in your own life that your own family is impacted? Well, first of all, I'll say very cool that your mom was a PE teacher. I have great respect and regard for PE teachers because they really do have the opportunity to help kids get excited about fitness. So I love that. That's where it all begins. Um, I will say I honestly have a different experience than you do. I have certainly given my kids the um example of staying physically fit. And I certainly hope that as they as they grow up and have their own lives, that they will choose that. But I'll be honest, it's almost like, oh my gosh, mom's running another race. Oh my gosh, mom's doing her fitness thing. So it's almost like they're, you, they actually are teenagers. They've got four teenagers. So they are in that space where you know, parents just aren't cool, Sarah. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of where it comes from. But um, I've got a daughter who's a cheerleader. So she's very active in cheer and loves that. Um, I've got a son that actually is very involved in his high school choir. And that takes quite a bit of his time. Mm. Um, but I certainly think that you and I and every other parent that, you know, does their best to plant that seed. I certainly believe that it will sprout 
over time. So all we oh, do yeah. as parents, right, is we just do our best. Yeah, yeah. And it definitely, I think, just by you mentioning that the one is so involved in cheerleading and the other in choir, you've definitely, I think, you know, you've gave them the um, – way of being dedicated to something, which is hugely important as well. I think when um, kids, you know, can find that kind of footing of something to be involved in, that's kind of kind of their own that they can wrap their minds around. Yeah, so let's get back to our topic here. So we're going to talk about how to maintain your weight over the holidays. And I love that you use the word maintain Rather than starting out with the thought of, here is how not to gain weight. Because, yes, while that is kind of what we're talking about, using the words maintain is just so much more positive than starting off already with, don't gain weight, which is kind of negative and can kind of be for a lot of people like, well, don't tell me what to do <laughs> type of thing. <laughs> so you you bring that up and you use that word because you're huge into the mindset first, which is so important. But I think that that mindset message, I mean, it's becoming more popular now, especially as we've been in this pandemic for a while as well. But um. I still think it doesn't get talked about as much as it should when it comes to your weight about how to have a positive mindset. So can you fill us in a little bit more on why that's so important? Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, and I'll tell you, the more popular thing uh, to say would be lose weight over the holiday yes. seasons, right? I mean, I think that a lot of us get so excited when we make a decision to do something and go forward, um, that it's really easy to get lost in the reality of the holiday season, right? And so this year, I decided to just be very realistic, Sarah. Okay, what happens during the holiday season? We all know that we get so busy with everything from holiday parties, attending them, to hosting them, to family gatherings. I mean, think about the things that you've got to attend for your kiddos at school. Obviously, like you said, the pandemic has changed things. But I mean, in years past, we would spend time in our kids' classrooms and, you know, shopping, all that's required of us. I think one thing that goes, oh, I'll list a couple things. One thing that goes is our nutrition because we just, sometimes we say, you know what, forget it. I'm going to start at the beginning of the year. I'm going to enjoy myself, eat whatever I want. I'm not going to worry about it, okay? And then on the flip side is fitness. And fitness really helps you keep yourself grounded in all of the stressors that happen during the holiday season. So when people say, you know what? I don't have the time for fitness during the holiday season. Again, I'm going to start at the beginning of the year. I feel like on, on both sides, people are cheating themselves because because honestly, if we can just, first of all, maintain our weight, so watch what we're putting into our mouths. We can also enjoy the holiday season while we're doing that. We're being realistic. We're not going into this saying, you know, hey, I'm going to starve myself. That's not the point at all, right? The point is to right. make it's people where they are. <laughs> it, it's a, that's right, Sarah. It's a season of joy. And I think a lot of us get joy, you know. From treats every now and again, and I'll say mine, um, wine and pumpkin pie. <laughs> so, oh, yum. <laughs> if we can manage to do that, maintain our weight, and if we can keep up with our physical fitness, I think 
If we do those two things, then by the time the first of the year comes and everybody's gung-ho about their health goals, then we can really roll into those. But if we become the statistic, Sarah, which is the average American gains between one and two pounds between Thanksgiving and Christmas, then we've got a little bit more of an issue. So I think that maintaining is just being realistic and it's very approachable for most people. Right. And you mentioned about how busy the holiday season is. And this year, I mean, it will look different for all of us. Um, We might not have all those parties and stuff to attend to. But I think that means that we're still going to be making all that food and then we're just going to have it at home because (laughs) we're going to feel even more like a little bit of pressure to be like, well, I better bake the cookies with my kids because we need to have these special memories now that we're stuck at home or, you know, like, and then the food is just going to be there in the house and even more tempting. So. You know, like I think realistically, this no matter if we're going to parties or not going to parties, whether we're having big family get togethers or not having big family get togethers, we're still gonna have the food around. Yep. Because, you know, that's just life. And we're gonna try to even make it, I think, more extra special this year for those people in our house because we're gonna feel like a little bit like, well, we can't see these other people. So we're just gonna try to do it really special here. And then it's still going to be around. So we're not even going to try to deny ourselves at that point because, you know, we made it. We bought it. It's there. We don't want to waste it. Well, you're 100% right. We we are going to have the temptation. And and just because we don't have the parties to attend necessarily like we have in previous years, you're right. A lot of the holidays are around traditions and a lot of the traditions are around food. And, And so what I'm saying is that is okay. It is okay to, you know, make a special pie with your kids. It's okay to make the gingerbread house. What I want you to be aware of is is how many of the gingerbread house decorations you're eating along the way, right? Right. How many times you're tasting um, whatever delicious casserole you're making, right? I think that mindful eating is probably the most important piece of at least nutrition for me, being mindful about what I put in my mouth. And I think just being able to think through, hey, Erica, how many bites of this have you actually had versus just throwing caution to the wind? I think just, again, being aware, having information is super powerful. And so I think, um, you know, one tip that, that I have, Sarah, is when you are baking with your kids, which you likely will be doing, fabulous. Stick a Stick a piece of sugar-free gum in your mouth while you while you're doing it. Yeah. Um, have a glass of water right beside you, right? And I think that will um, keep you from you know enjoying and indulging too much as as you're doing those fun things with the kids over the holiday season. Yeah, that's such a that's such a good tip. And like you said, don't deny yourself because how many times have we seen that happen, or even have had that happen to ourselves where we deny ourselves the one little treat, but then later in the night, we're like, oh, whatever. I'm just going to have 10 of it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's true. You deny yourself at the out front of something that you really want. And it's just interesting how the mind works because later you still want that usually. (laughs) Right. Like it's almost like you're obsessing about it. Right. So, so Yeah. Go ahead and whatever it is that you're wanting to have, guys, 
you know, do it, just look at the big picture first. So, you know, one of the tips I've had for my, for my folks is, you know, I would recommend grabbing a calendar and maybe you print one from your computer. Maybe you have one of those old school ones that you can take out and look at the months of November and December. Okay. And go ahead, take 15 minutes and write down all the things that you want to do that center around, maybe it's food. Okay. In this instance, right? So and one thing that I do with my kids every year, Sarah, is we do build the gingerbread houses. Okay. Oh yeah. So, that's so fun. So fun. And so that won't change, right? So I've got that actually on my calendar for the 12th of December. So you write, we've also got an elephant, a white elephant gift exchange that we're doing for our neighborhood. So I've got that on my calendar. So put everything that you're aware of up front. Maybe you want, maybe you have um, a special bread that you guys bake. Go ahead, calendar it. That'll do a couple things. One of the things it'll do is just ensure that you'll get to it, right? Because it, there's a level of, of importance there. And the second thing is it gives you a bird's eye view. It lets you see, oh my gosh, I have three food things a week. That that may or may not make great sense for me to indulge in every one of those things. So I think, again, having that information up front, looking at your calendar, and then making some good decisions up front before you're actually in the situation um, helps. But again, I'm not saying that you don't have that pumpkin pie or that glass of wine. I'm saying that you balance it and that you consider not having three pieces of pumpkin pie, right? Um and so anyway, th that's one thing I'll say. And I'll also say, I, I mentioned that the average American gains between one and two pounds every holiday season. And while that may not seem like a lot of weight, guys, here's the real issue. The real issue is most of us never lose that one to two pounds. So that means, Sarah, over the last 10, 20 years, yeah. we could be carrying around an additional 20 pounds of holiday weight, holiday wow. weight. And we could keep everything else the same, Sarah. We could be great in our exercise routine, really great with our food, clean eating, and just indulge during that month and then have an extra 20 pounds to show for it. Yeah. Wow. When you say it like that and you start thinking of it like that, it's kind of like, wow. You know, and it's hard to picture that, you know, right now because, it, you know, as humans, it, we just kind of live in that now time <laughs> and it's hard to think futuristically. But um, I right. love your idea about the calendar and kind of charting what is coming up. And if, you know, food is going to be the issue, then, you know, you have that bird's eye view. Like you said, that is such a fabulous tip. And I think you could probably also do the same with maybe planning in a few maybe exercise um, things as well, even if it's yeah. just, hey, tomorrow's going to be sunny. It's going to be a little warmer in my area. So I'm going to go take advantage of that, bundle up and take a walk. And maybe you could chart those things out too on there. A hundred percent. I think that's a great idea. And and like I mentioned before, what people tend to do is they tend to let go of their fitness during this yeah. holiday season instead of other things. And so again, there's several reasons why I don't believe this is a good idea. And and one of those reasons is is for stress-related reasons. And I think until we actually stop exercising or we stop the routine that we have, we don't realize how much exercise really gives us in the way of First of all, it's energy giving, not energy taking away. So it gives us more energy throughout the day. And then the other thing that really helps us manage our, our stress and anxiety. And, you know, I'll be the first one to be real honest and say, hey, I can get a little stressed out during the holidays. 
Oh I yes, just, you, do. <laughs> you do. Well, and and I feel I almost feel guilty about it. It's almost like should I really feel stressed about decorating the tree or putting up, you know, the Christmas lights? And, and the truth is, there's a lot, there's a lot kind of expected from us from a even like from a societal standpoint, right? Like we're expected in our neighborhood to make sure not to be the ones that don't have the lights up. We just have a lot going on, and so exercise and I. I like that too. Go ahead and calendar it out. Make sure that every day you're doing something. Um, you know, I could really say the easiest way to probably just ensure you're getting exercise during the holiday season, wear a pedometer and and you know what? Take 10,000 steps a day. I mean, oh yeah. And and I don't know if you do you have a pedometer here because they are just fabulous in just kind of helping you keep up with your health. I don't, you know, but, um, you know, I would love to have one. For some reason, I don't. I think I one time had a watch that could do something like that. But these days, it is so easy. Like you said, you know, there's so many fitness trackers out there and just getting those steps in. And it'll kind of also make you realize maybe how much you're not moving during the day. Well, yeah. And you know what I was thinking? Um, It's only been more recently over the last year that I've had an actual fitness tracker I've worn on my wrist. You know what I was doing before is using my phone. The cool thing is that can actually um, count your steps and everything as well. So if you guys don't have an actual fitness tracker, like as a watch, for example, grab your iPhones. There's actually an app or probably um, Samsung's or whatever smartphone you have. And just look and see what free apps they have and just keep track of it. Make note. And I'll tell you, 10,000 steps a day may not be reasonable for a starting point for you guys. I think that's certainly the end goal is making sure that we're taking those steps during the day. But, you know, if you're in a place, hey, Sarah, like where you're inside and it's snowing, that can get kind of challenging. But be creative. You know, do you have some steps in your house? Can you can you walk up and down the stairs every hour a few times, right? Start thinking about ways that you can sneak in fitness because I think one thing, um, a myth that, that needs to be busted is that you have to get all of your exercise in at one time. And so I think a lot of people look at it and say, oh my gosh, I don't have 30 minutes to get in my cardio right now. I just don't have it. The time's not available. And so instead of trying to figure out another way, they just let it go. They're like, well, I can't do it. The truth of the matter is, Sarah, if you can get, if you can sneak in 10 minutes, three times a day, fabulous. If you can't get in 30 minutes, get in 20, get in 10, get in something to make sure that you are really just taking care of your body overall. Right. Yeah. And I think I heard once um, an easy idea about those steps. Maybe it was Shalene Johnson, who is, um, you know, a fitness trainer, Mm -hmm. really um, popular out there. That I think she said, like, every time she's on the phone, she makes sure that she is walking around. So if she's talking to a friend on the phone, she's talking to a family member, she is not standing still. Like, that is her time to get in her steps. How easy is it that? Like, you pick up the phone, you answer it. Instead of just sitting there or standing there talking, you move around. You walk around. 100%. I love that idea. I think it's super approachable. Everyone can do it. And I think you know, that helps us get in our steps. You know, other things that you could look at incorporating is, you know, we brush our teeth twice a day, hopefully everybody, right? And and what do they say? Do it for two minutes. And so that's two minutes that you could be, you know, doing squats or lunges, or like you said, walking around. Think about 
here's something, Sarah, that that I think works really well for a lot of people. Um, it's called habit stacking. So habit stacking looks like you know, something that you already do, something that you do without thinking about it, a habit that's already in place for you. So it could be brushing your teeth. Um, it could be doing the dishes. I mean, there's so many different things that we do in a given day just automatically. Think about what those are for you. Um, I listened to a TED Talk on this, and the guy that was giving the TED Talk, he gave such a great example that I'll never forget that maybe I'll mention it here. I wish I could remember his name. Uh, I think he teaches at Carnegie Mellon. He's a professor. But so what he said is, hey, I flush the toilet every time I go to the bathroom. And I want to get better with my push-ups. So every time he flushed the toilet, he would get down and he would do push-ups right <laughs> after it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And, and he said that he, you know, got to the point where he started like at 10 every time he flushed the toilet and then he increased it over time. But, you know, um, think about those things that you do and then add a habit on top of something you already do. And I think that's just a genius way um, really to manage manage our change. And when we're looking at a healthy overall lifestyle, Sarah, and you know this, we're just we're looking about lifestyle changes in general. We're not looking at, you know, hey, what can I do for a month? No, we're looking at things that we can accomplish throughout the rest of our lifetime. Um, what can we bring in today that we can continue um, to make our, our lives healthier as we go along? Oh, I love that idea of lifestyle changes. I hate the word diet just because mm. for so many people, that's a short-term thing that you're on. I'm on a diet, you know, and I'm always thinking like, okay, so you're on this for 30 days and then you get to go like do crappy stuff again. <laughs> like, I'm like, what change is that? That's to me sounds like a yo-yo like thing. Like, so anyways, I love that idea. Lifestyle changes, um, you know, and as well as that's just such a positive to bring it back to the mindset. That's just such a positive thing as well when you're looking at a lifestyle changes versus diet, which people tend to think of negatively as like, I'm going to be deprived. <laughs> well, and I think the, the funniest part of if you look at the word diet, you know, the, the first three letters are die. I mean, right. you feel like. You know, you almost feel like death when you're on a diet because like you mentioned before, if you're thinking about whatever it is that you want, that ice cream, right? If you're thinking about that all day long and you don't get it and you're fixated on it, instead of having one scoop, now you're going to have six, right? And so if we look at it instead and say, okay, this is not a diet, this is a lifestyle. Ice cream in and of itself is just not evil. It's not you can indulge and enjoy ice cream. That's not the problem. The problem is when when everything we do um, is is unhealthy, right? If we're eating all really high fat, high calorie, um, high sugar foods, that's where we really get into trouble. So, you know, a lot of people have been successful over time um, monitoring their calorie intake. And so I certainly think that's a legitimate way to lose weight over time. I'll also tell you that I think it's an extremely tedious way to lose weight. And I think it, it's difficult for a lot of people to do over the long term, right? So it's something that we might be able to do to lose those first 10 pounds, right? But then at some point we say, this is, this is tough, right? But what to me is easier and what I really talk about and, and want people to think more clearly about is 
you know, we can keep those lifestyle changes over time. So, you know, one thing, Sarah, you and I will, will talk about uh, is, is like a salad challenge that you and I are going to do together. You know, I would say to you guys, can you eat several salads every week for the rest of your life? Could you do that? And the answer I'm hoping is it's approachable enough to say, oh yeah, yeah, I, I can do that. Okay, well, let's talk about how we can incorporate more greens into your life. Let's talk about how we can make sure you're getting enough water and enough steps during the day, right? Those lifestyle changes, they all add up and they're way more approachable over time than in my mind, calorie counting. Oh yeah, for sure. Totally, totally agree with that. And like you said, just using the word lifestyle changes and like habit stacking and these small kind of changes, you know, they, they all add up. They all add up to be some positive ways you can easily change your mindset, your life. And you sent out an email recently too. Um, you were telling me to your to your email subscribers all about mindset. And I loved that um, you were using kind of some examples of, well, to bring it to this whole like weight thing, you use the example of, well, I, I can't lose those 20 pounds like that girl because I don't have the trainer. I don't have this. I don't have that. You know, all those things. And you probably don't even actually know how that person even lost 20 pounds. <laughs> so, well, right off, you're making some assumptions. But um, just how that mindset is so huge. Can you talk a little bit about how, like, we tell ourselves these stories that aren't even true and how that can affect our, you know, mindset when it comes to this, um, you know, weight kind of fitness issue? Yes, absolutely. And I think that's probably the biggest part of, of having a healthy lifestyle is having healthy thoughts around food, about fitness, and about yourself in general. So, you know, one thing that that most of us, if not all of us, probably have are limiting beliefs in one area or another of our lives. And and maybe guys, maybe it's all areas at this point. The good news is it's something that we can catch and something that we can change our behavior on. So, you know, the example I was using, um, you know, hey, you know, so-and-so lost 20 pounds. Well, of course she did. She had a trainer three days a week work out with her. No wonder she lost 20 pounds. You know, I don't have the money to hire a trainer three days a week. I don't have the time to hire a trainer three days a week. Therefore, I can't lose 20 pounds, right? There's that limiting belief. I can't lose 20 pounds because I don't have da 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 So it's our brains actually telling us you can't do something. So if you have a dream, if you have a goal, and you have a story you're telling yourself about why you can't reach that dream or goal, Instead of saying, okay, you know, this is 100% wrong. Erica told me it's a limiting belief. I'm not going to believe it. Don't take my word for it. What I would prefer for you to do is if you have a limit, as soon as you have a limiting belief come into your mind, I want you to recognize it one, and then I want you to investigate it. So using this example of this girl that can't lose 20 pounds, right? Okay, she recognizes that's now a limiting belief. I cannot lose 20 pounds. Well, she's going to investigate whether or not that's true. 
is it really true, Sarah, that she can't lose 20 pounds, right? Is that really true? Well, I mean, I guess I could lose 20 pounds. Okay. Well, can you not lose? Does it have anything to do with the trainer? Does it have anything to do with your finances? Does it have anything to do with your time? So you actually have to get extremely granular with yourself and understand where all these where all these lies are coming from, right? Why are you telling yourself these stories? So find out, first of all, if they're true. If they're not true, which most of them are not going to be, then you have the opportunity to reframe them in your mind. So now you've decided, gosh, I guess I can lose 20 pounds, but why haven't I? Why am I still in the position I'm in? Do I really want it bad enough? Okay, I do. Well, now what are the steps I need to take to lose those 20 pounds, right? And I think, you know, one thing that we have in our society during this time is information. We don't lack information. And I think, you know, certainly most people have access to the internet and can go online and find healthy ways to lose 10, 20 pounds. So we have the information. Now, do we have the time? Hey, Maybe we don't have time to work out with a trainer three days a week at the gym, but how about working out from home or how about, you know, tracking our steps? What do we have time to do? What do we have resources to do and and bandwidth to do it with, right? So I think if we're honest with ourselves, we can catch ourselves, we can investigate, and then we can make a plan around what's really important to us. So yes, mindset, 100%, Sarah, If, if you don't believe you can't, or if you don't believe you can do something, then you're a hundred percent right. Right. Is that Henry Ford that said, um, right. you know, whether you believe you can or can't, you're absolutely right. And so you're, you've already lost out of the gates. Like you haven't even, you haven't even started the starting gun hasn't even gone off and you've already lost the race. If you don't believe that you can win it. Oh, that's so true. There are so many limiting beliefs. We tell ourselves, you know, when it comes to, whether it be weight loss or fitness or basically, you know, anything really um, that you kind of want to do, but then, you know, you're like, oh, you know, like I can't do it, you know, and, um, you know, and just like, you know, that's something too, like we've been trying to be mindful of teaching our kids that too, like, wait, Mm -hmm. let's not say we can't do it. Like, why don't you think you can do that? Because, um, you know, because why, you know, like we, you know, we don't want them to grow up that way either. So why are we telling ourselves that? You know, like I think we tell this ourselves that all the time or, you know, and we don't dive into like the reasons too, like, or even start to think outwardly, like realistically, like maybe you didn't really even know that person. And, you know, they could be really having a huge struggle on the inside and be going through something traumatic or something. And you just don't know. All you see is this outside, like they lost 20 pounds and you can't do that. And, you know, so you don't even, you know, so it's just thinking beyond um, that initial thought, like you said. And I, I love that just going diving deep. And if any time's the time to do it, right now's the time to do that when things, you know, maybe aren't going to be as crazy this holiday season. Um, because mm-hmm. it's a little bit different. So then it's it's really time to start thinking about that stuff because now you, now you probably do have the time. <laughs> well, and, and if you don't, why, right? I think, you know, a, a big part of, you know, issues could be around how badly do we want something and, and right? are we willing, yeah. are we willing to prioritize it? Um, you know, you ask, 
why do we tell ourselves these lies? Why do we have these limiting beliefs? And trust me, I have my own. And, you know, part of it's our reptilian brain, right? Our reptilian brain is really geared, you know, back in the caveman ages, our reptilian brain would keep us safe from, you know, saber to tigers having us for a snack or for dinner, right? It, it would right, tell us, fight it would, yeah, fight or flight, it would warn us about that. You know, these days, our reptilian brain still talks to us and, and it screams at us and it lies to us because we could be thinking about something that's a little bit out of our comfort zone, um, a little bit unknown, right? We want to do something that we've never done before. And the reptilian brain's like, no, that's not safe. Stop. You don't want to go in that direction. You don't know if there could be a saber toothed tiger around the corner, right? So yeah, change is scary. A change is, it's very scary. So I think, you know, part of that is just understanding that it's our brain honestly trying to keep us safe, but we don't really have the threat anymore, right? Wanting to lose 20 pounds, that's that's not a threat unless, um, you know, there's an underlying health condition that I'm not aware of. It's it's not a threat, right? You're actually trying to, to better yourself and um, get the information to do that. So I just want to you know, tell people when you think about people's outer, what you see on the outside, like this girl, for example, that's lost this 20 pounds. And I honestly um, could come up with a lot of different examples, but if we're going to use this one, you don't know what she's been going through. I mean, you know, I'll give you a personal example. I I had to start on a certain medication and I gained probably 10 to 15 pounds over a year time just taking this medication, right? So nobody really knew why I was gaining the weight, but then I stopped taking it. And all of a sudden I lost that weight. So it could have appeared to people that I quickly lost 10 to 15 pounds. How did she do that? Oh my gosh. Well, because I no longer needed the medication that was causing that weight gain in the first place. So I think, you know, that's just a personal example, but that happens all the time. And quite honestly, we think we know people's situation because we have um, a view into their personal life through Instagram, through Facebook, right? But is that really the whole truth or is it just what they want us, us to see, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Totally. Yeah. Oh, so much there with the mindset. And we could go on and on about that. I love talking about the mindset and just um, such a such an interesting concept. And like you said, this is something that's ingrained in us, this kind of fight or flight mentality. And speaking of kind of flight and um, exercising, kind of balancing out that what we're eating, you had, um, I've always heard it said that you can't outrun a bad diet. (laughs) And, um, you know, it's so you had a great list of some kind of, and I love the Christmas theme here. Um, kind of the marketing side of me mm-hmm. loves when things fit into something. You had a list of kind of naughty and nice foods, and um, you know, just thinking about that as we're upcoming the holidays. So we don't want to deprive ourselves. We've already kind of gone over that. And, but we're just looking to maybe be mindful of our choices. So again, like, like you said, the mindful eating, we're not going to deprive ourselves because that could maybe end up with 10 glasses of eggnog at the end of the night that you didn't mean to have. But how can we kind of like go into this mindful eating? What are some examples of 
some like kind of naughty stuff, maybe that, um, you know, you should mark on that calendar. Like, hey, I know this event's coming up and it's going to be a little bit more naughty. So I'm going to like, you know, maybe take a few days to eat clean before I, I go, you know, indulge. Um, but on the flip side, if you maybe go to the event and there's some nice foods to eat. So how, how do you look at that? Can you kind of explain like maybe what are some naughty foods and what are some nice foods and give some like explanation of even what makes them naughty or nice? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This is, this is a fun topic for me. So I love the saying you can't un- outrun a bad diet because it's so true. I mean, you know, I would say 80 to 90% of our weight is about our nutrition, right? Fitness helps us mm-hmm. with health and it certainly helps us maintain weight. You can lose weight with fitness um, if you have been um, not exercising in the past. So there's certainly opportunities there, but you're right. Nutrition is huge when it comes to um, to our weight. So um, one of the first questions that I asked people when I was um, a fitness coach for the wellness company, I would say, you know, tell me, are you getting enough sleep, right? I would ask them how many hours Mm. of sleep they get because that's super important. Then I would ask about their hydration. Okay, the next question I would ask is, how many calories are you drinking per day? So how many calories you drink? And I want to let that sink in because here's the thing. Calories that we drink, our body doesn't process them the same way that it processes food, okay? So you have a glass of orange juice and you have an orange, okay? Your body's not, you're not full the same way from a glass of orange juice that you are from that orange. It's just the way it is, guys. So, you know, when it comes to really looking at our holiday season, you know, I mentioned this before, I certainly like my glass of wine. So that's not getting taken from me, but I think it's also really important to notice there are a lot, there's a lot of alcohol that goes around, you know, around the holidays. And so I want you to, you know, keep track of what you're drinking. And that's probably the easiest way you can help yourself eliminate um, weight gain over the season is just really be mindful of what you're drinking. So in addition to alcohol, which is um, easy to do, also look at like juices. I think, you know, uh, juices and milk, things like that, that we think, hey, these are healthy. Okay, let's really think about it. Could you have the orange instead of the orange juice? Could you have the tomatoes instead of the tomato juice? There are so many different ways to get the vitamins and minerals that we need. And I don't believe that juices are the best way to do it. Okay. Oh, yeah, totally agree. They are usually very sugary as well. Mm-hmm. 100%. So high calories. So so look at those. Um, I have just a few uh, calories that I, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll mention um, that I think, I think it will kind of alert some people to, to what it looks like to drink your calories and how many calories you're actually getting. Okay. So let's start with wine, red or white wine. So five ounces, that's equivalent to 125 calories. Okay. Just five ounces. So that's a little bit over half a cup. You're getting 125 calories. Okay. 12 ounces of beer, 153 calories. Now, if you go light beer, you'll have less calories. So you're looking at about 105. Um, Champagne, five ounces of champagne. It actually has less calories than wine. You guys, did you know that? So only 110 calories, 
only <laughs> there, but when you're, when you're drinking alcohol, consider champagne and wine, um, your friends in terms of calories. Okay. So 110 calories for champagne. Um, well, and just to tell you something funny here too, my yeah. husband for the longest time, like didn't even believe drinks, drinks in general. So it didn't matter what he was drinking. Like he's like, well, that doesn't count. It's just a liquid. I'm like, like, unless you're drinking water only that, yeah, that it matters. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's cute. You would think that that mentality and that thought is not out there, but it is. (laughs) I, well, that is so good to know. No, your husband's adorable. And yes, I'm, I'm sure he's not the only one. Um, but he's right in one way in that it doesn't count because you don't feel full. That's just the truth. So you have to be honest with yourself. Am I going to drink these calories? If I choose to drink these calories, well, just realize that you're not going to feel any fuller than when you started. Okay. So one thing I would consider doing is if you are going to gatherings this holiday season, and again, they're becoming less and less, but if you are, you know, I think one thing that we always think is, Hey, I'm going to save up my calories. Okay. I know I'm going to a party tonight. I'm going to save them up and then I'm going to enjoy myself. Does that ever really end up well? <laughs> does, that, does it ever end up well, Sarah? Because I would know that you just eat everything in sight. Right. You know, you go, yeah, you're just like, I'm so hungry. Now it doesn't matter. I've been starving myself all day. I deserve everything. <laughs> That's right. You're going to eat everything in sight and you're not going to be worried about whether or not it's healthy for your body, okay? Or whether it's filling your vitamin and mineral needs, right? So instead, guys, I would prefer for you to sit down and have a protein packed snack before you walk out the door to the party. And it seems counterintuitive, but you are going to thank me when you get to the party because your eyes will not be bigger than your stomach. You'll actually be able to say and make some good choices. Like, you know, one thing that I've mentioned is if there's like a buffet, okay, and you see all the delicious goodies out in front of you. And and by delicious goodies, I'm also talking about appetizers and sides and things like that. Um, You know, take a lap around the food table. See what's available. See really where you want to spend your energy, calories, time, okay? And make a plan. Be strategic about it, okay? I'm going to have one plate of food. And on this plate of food, I'm going to have X, Y, and Z, okay? And the reason I do that is because how often, well, I've heard it said you get to the to the end of a buffet and then they have, you know, um, more bacon than you could possibly ever eat, right? And people love bacon. So it's like, it! why didn't I start with the bacon? Um, or or you say on the flip side, at the end of the buffet are, is like the fruit and like healthy stuff, but your plate's already loaded with all yep. bacon. So you're like, well, no room for this healthier stuff now. <laughs> you're right, Sarah. And so that's another good tip. So thanks for bringing, that's a great transition because um, if you are maybe having a meal, Okay, if it is a meal and if it's not just appetizers, guys, and you are going to have a couple of plates, really think about taking your first plate or even your only plate and starting with all the healthy offerings. So the healthy offerings, guys, at parties or anything from like the crudités, so like all of the, you know, um, veggies that they have available, it's all of the fresh fruits, like Sarah mentioned, Um, a lot of times they'll have um, meats and cheeses. Okay. And in 
if you take those in stride and you don't overeat those, those, those could be good for you. Um, you know, avocado, avocados are great. Um, corn salad, deviled eggs, um, green salads. And I'm seeing more and more Brussels sprouts these days, Sarah. And I'm seeing them all yeah. over the place because you can do almost anything with them. And they're so delicious and so healthy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And even if you're not going to like the family holiday buffet gathering because of the pandemic this year, you know, you're you're still going to want to buy some things that make you feel like that traditional gathering. And I think I would just remember too, like you are in charge of the shopping at the store. So don't go to the, don't go to the friends or family's buffet, holiday buffet with hunger. Don't go to the store hungry either, right? Because then you're going to come home with like all the traditional foods, you know, like everything because you were just hungry instead of coming home with all the healthy stuff. (laughs) So, you know, don't go to the store hungry. And also remember that you're in charge of the food that you're buying at the store. So load up that cart first with all that healthy stuff. And then, oh, well, maybe, you know, you just buy one or two of those traditional dishes that you had, um, you know, to make or whatever. Yeah, 100%. And so, you know, sweet potatoes, those are amazingly healthy for you and yams. If you don't put like a pound of marshmallows on the top and brown sugar, <laughs> and and, brown sugar. right? And brown sugar and um, butter, right? They're delicious, but you can roast them. They're delicious ways to roast um, yams. And so consider that as, as a holiday side. I mentioned um, Brussels sprouts. Obviously, green salads are a great way to start. Um, you want to stay away from the iceberg lettuce. It really doesn't have a whole lot of nutritional value. So, you know, look at the romaines or the spinach, that sort of thing, arugula blends. Um, any kind of nuts that aren't overly salted, that that may be hard to do unless you're buying them yourself, like Sarah mentioned. But, you know, look at look at nuts um, as being a good, a good source of protein and something healthy as well. Um, you know, hummus is a great dip. Um, you can do it with anything from like, um, baked pita chips to, again, any kind of veggie, you can dip right into it. Um, there are a lot of delicious yogurt dips that you can make for your fruit. Although fruit is delicious alone, I mean, you know, it never hurts to have a delicious dip with something. So, you know, consider that, um, you know, baked apples. I don't know if you've ever had a baked apple syrup, but yeah. Uh, my mom made them growing up and she would put raisins in them. And she actually, she actually made them um, with diet Coke. She would, she would bake her apples with diet Coke, which I don't know if she made that up or what, but it was delicious. Just the apple was, was baked. um, It had raisins and that was just a really nice treat. So think about um, baked apples. Yeah. Strawberry. Yeah, and if we want to skip the Diet Coke, I do have a um, a skewed <laughs> apple recipe on the blog, and it only has maple syrup in it. So it's oh, all hey, that. that sounds a whole lot healthier, so, right? You know, another tip I think could be, um, and let me know your thoughts on this. But what if you were the one that offered to bring the healthier dish to pass? Yes, because are, if you're going to make it, you're going to eat it. You know. Yes. I love that because if you are invited somewhere, guys, and you don't know what there's going to be for you to eat, right? Instead of being that person that just shows up, oh my gosh, what am I going to eat? 
go ahead, like Sarah said, help the host or the hostess out. Offer to bring a dish that you like and that's healthy and that other people can enjoy too. So I think that's a really good way to make sure that there's something there that you can partake in. Um, you know, most pies and most cakes are not the healthiest thing that you can choose. But if you are going to have a pie, probably the healthiest one out there is a pumpkin pie. Um, so, you know, look into the ingredients there and, and consider that as an option um, for your for your sweet tooth. I certainly have one. And, and that's that's one way to do it. Just don't overindulge. Right. Well, right. You know, like you said, or maybe you, maybe that's when you do the circle around the buffet table and really try to decide what you want for our dessert. Like, mm -hmm. you know, no one's going to be offended if you don't take a bite of everything. That's unrealistic, you know? So let, but I think sometimes we think that like, well, if I don't try everything, they're going to be offended that I didn't taste everything. No. Not really. You know? No, no. I so think take what you want, like they, the one or two things. They likely won't notice, first of all. Right. Second of all, I like what you said about the little bites because I think that's another really good tip is if there are several things that you want, instead of just getting a serving of each, why not just have a spoonful of each? And then you can enjoy everything you want to enjoy, yeah. just not overindulging and overeating. Because I think most people probably don't like that feeling at the end of the night, like, oh, I wish I didn't eat this, that, and the other, right? Um, right. Yeah. No one wants to feel like they need to unbutton their pants. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes, it's, a joke. it's a joke in holiday movies. It's a joke in holiday stuff. I don't think anybody really wants to feel like that. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Who doesn't love a stuffed mushroom, right? That's a great appetizer. Oh, yeah. We have a couple recipes on on the blog on Bad to the Bowl that are some stuffed mushroom appetizers, and they're super healthy. They're not they're not full of crackers and butter and you know all that stuff, but they're just as delicious because they have quinoa stuffed in them and some mm. sun dried tomatoes, and um, you know everybody's still gonna love them, including yourself. <laughs> so there's still so many delicious things out there. Um, you know, to to bring to a party, to serve at a party, to serve at the holidays, um, that don't have to be overly naughty, but they still taste really nice. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So they can be naughty and nice. It, I mean, I think we mostly know what to stay away from. I think most of us are cognizant of that. But just think about anything that's like laden with cream or butter, guys. Anything that has like usually like a, a white, either like it's a dressing or like a white gravy, any white sauce, really consider what's probably in that sauce looks like, you know, mayonnaise or different kind of creams. And you, you may just want to stay away from those as much as possible. So like heavy laden creams, you know, um, pastas that have a lot of carbs, they have a lot of calories. And so all those, those are delicious sides. You know, think about just doing a spoonful or two. You can still enjoy them. But the other thing to consider, Sarah, is, you know, these are the holidays. You know, maybe look at those things that you only really get, you know, around the holidays. Maybe skip those things that you can have any time of the year and instead just enjoy, you know, the holiday season treats, right? Things that you only yeah. really get during this time. So I would focus your efforts on, on that as well. Oh, I love that idea of because we all have maybe some traditional dishes that, 
you know, that only grandma makes every year or, you know, only we make every year or something like that. Um, you know, I think in um, Joe's family and um, I, I'm just not an eggnog person and it's made usually with milk. So I, I don't drink that being yeah. based. But for his family, a huge tradition is the eggnog. But his mom only ah. makes it at Christmas and only on Christmas Day. You know, she oh, only yeah. it. So if you want the eggnog, get it then and don't feel bad about drinking it because it's only one time a year that this happens. You're right. Yes. And only drink it that one time of the year, please. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like I told my son recently, like you should only drink apple cider during like September and October because that's really when it's fresh and the best. So, Ah, that's really smart. Same with hot chocolate, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like please only drink that on a snowy day, not right. in the middle of Well, and and speaking of drinks, I just, I had one more tip and that is, you know, if you are going to drink alcohol, right. And I'm not saying you need to for every family gathering, but if that's something you're going to do, you just think about getting like a liquor and a club soda mixed together with maybe a lime on the side. Um, You know, that has less calories than those signature drinks, Sarah, that they usually have around that have a ton of sugar in them. So, you know, my recommendation would be to skip those signature drinks and go for something um, that you know. You know how many calories are in a light beer or light wine um, or even like a, a liquor and club soda. You know what that is and don't don't be crazy with your eggnog. There you go. Right, right. So you have a great challenge coming up that I think is going to help balance out maybe these more indulgent things that we might think of having over the holidays. And I love this challenge just because it is focused on eating some fresh foods, filling up your body with some greens. And like you said, if you show up at the holiday party and you're already really hungry, you're not you're not going to make good decisions. That's just how the brain works. You know? <laughs> That's just how we work. So if you're kind of filling up your body with these healthy foods to start with before you even head to the party, you're likely to kind of make more good choices or at least to be more mindful of the choices that you're making. So why don't you tell us about this upcoming um, salad challenge that you have going on? Because I love this and I love salads. So, you know, and I will say that... Um, I am the family and Joe's family that's always asked to bring a salad to the gathering because they, they know that I will eat that. But um, they also, you just know that, um, you know, I make really good salads as well. But you have the salad challenge coming up. Why don't you tell us about it? Yes. Yes. I'm super excited. And one of the reasons I'm excited is Sarah, is we are going to actually partner and do this together. Um, Yay. You have some fabulous recipes on your blog and that you've shared with me and that I know my subscribers will love. Um, and so what I'm going to do, and again, the reason for this, guys, is because you do need, you can't outrun um, a bad diet. So 80 to 90% of your weight is really based on what you put in your mouth. So in addition to exercise, we've got to have the nutritional side. So I am challenging all my Facebook subscribers and all everybody on my email list, I'm challenging them to eat seven days of salads. Now, this is something that I do already. Okay. I'm not a hundred percent of it, but let me tell you, it is my goal every single day to have a salad, to have a green salad every single day. And so I think, you know, beyond just the, you know, weight benefits, you know, let's be honest, it keeps you regular. (laughs) I mean, it just does. 
Right? Yeah, there's so many benefits. I, I miss it. Like, I think at the beginning of the pandemic when, you know, it was like we didn't know about going out to the store and like, should we wash our packages? Like, I think we ran out of lettuce a few fresh like spinach and power greens and stuff. And man, I missed those. You know, your body, I know it sounds silly, but your body, if you get your body used to eating these greens and healthy stuff, um, salad greens and such, like your body craves it. Yeah, it does. And and it's interesting, right? Because it's all it all kind of balances together. So when and I know you exercise all the time too, Sarah, you and your husband, but when you exercise and you're taking care of your body that way, you really want to eat healthy food. I mean, your body just craves it. That's just the way it is. And when you yeah. eat healthy food, I think it's also fair to say that you want to take care of your body physically. So I think it just, it really goes hand in hand. So what I'm hoping to do is help people on their journey to maintain and not gain during the holiday season, give them some new, really cool um, recipes that Sarah's generous enough to share and say, go for it. Seven days in a row, we want to see you eating a salad every day. And then we're hoping that this sort of thing sticks, right? We're hoping it's not just a seven-day challenge. We're hoping it's something they love, like you said, and that they continue. Yeah, and at least it starts, you know, just making you more mindful, changing that mindset that um, salads, you know, maybe you have the mindset, oh, salads are boring. Well, you know what? I agree with you if you're only eating that iceberg yucky salad. Yeah, I I would agree. So that's what we're challenging you to make some better salads because you're going to love them. Your mindset is going to look at them. And, um, you know, we feast with our eyes first. And there's a reason you don't want that yucky iceberg salad because it's not very pretty. You know, but if you make a salad full of vibrant veggies and that heartier lettuce, like you said, that's so vibrant and full of nutrients, your eyes kind of look at that and it's like, yeah, that's really pretty. You know, like, I think I could eat that. That's wonderful. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, you know, from a, from a young age, one thing that my mom would always say is make your plate colorful. And yeah. It didn't make sense to me from a health perspective at all, but I kind of just thought, that's a good rule of thumb. And I like pretty colors. So why not? Right. And that really helps you with balancing, you know, all like the white creamy stuff on your plate too. I think just having those, those pretty colors, but yeah. So I'm excited to, to be able to share with my readers, you know, some of the recipes that, that your readers already have the advantage of, of, of using. So Yes, seven days. And Sarah, we talked about doing a Facebook Live together to kind of answer and field questions about it. So we're starting the challenge on the 7th, which is the Monday, the 7th of December. But we are going to have a Facebook Live on the 5th of December at 9 a.m. Central Time. So and then, Sarah, I'm sure you'll be emailing that that video out to your folks and I will do the same. Right. As well as all this information on how to get in the challenge and how to, you know, check out the Facebook Live. This will be all in the show notes of the show at badtothebull.com. So you can always check that out. Get involved with the challenge. There's going to be a prize. It's going to be fun. And so if anything, um, come for the prize, stay for the salad. (laughs) Ooh, yes, I like that. And so, okay, so the way that we're doing it then, and I'm glad you mentioned this. So my my Facebook uh, group, it's called LTG. 
for Live, Thrive, Grow, LTG Fitness Insiders is where I'll be um, offering support. And then Sarah um, as well, if you want to pop in there every now and again, love to have you, you know, answering some questions too, um, just about, about the challenge in general. But what we're asking is, is that everybody that participates and wants to be considered for the $25 Amazon gift card, I mean, who can't use $25 during the Christmas season, right? Um, yes, here comes Amazon at my door every day. Here comes Amazon, <laughs> that's right. So so everybody that participates and post a picture of their salad um, in the group seven days in a row will be put into a drawing. So love to have everybody join us and let's just rock the salad challenge. Let's just keep our weight down. Let's feel amazing. Let's take care of our bodies so that when we start the first of the year, Sarah, we're already ahead. Oh yeah. And you know, that's just, that's a great point. You're already ahead first of the year. You've already started to put these mindset practices. You've already started to put these lifestyle changes into place. So it's real easy to transition into 20. 21 and have a great healthy new year, which brings me up to my next thing. You also have a fit for change, right? Is that the name of it? Fit for change coming up in January. Kind of give us a little preview of that and um, just what that is all going to be about. Just kind of the bird's eye view. Yes. Well, I'm so excited. Thank you for asking me about it. So yes, I am, I am opening um, a new class called Fit for Change that starts the second week in January. And what it is, it's a virtual course. So it's going to be six weeks. And every week I'll teach a live lesson and we'll do Q&A. Um, I'll have exercise and food challenges on a weekly basis. And the point of this, Sarah, again, is to really tilt it towards lifestyle change and mindset change and habit formation, okay? Um, It's not about counting calories, although, again, it's successful for a lot of people. I'm not discouraging it. But this course is really about making some significant, meaningful, healthy changes in your life. So every week, again, it's going to be fitness and nutrition-based challenges. Um, I'm going to give lots of yummy, delicious information along the way. Um, and we'll also have a Q&A session every week. So I'll have like office hours. So if during the week you need additional motivation, inspiration, um, if you have questions on the exercises that I'm offering out, you know, call in during those office hours and I'll get you set up. So it's a six-week class, six live lessons, and six office hours. So that will really kick your metabolism up and you'll be able to start your year feeling really good about where you are with your health and that you're well on your way to where you want to be. And, you know, my tagline per se for this class is get the body you want, because that's what, that's what I'm all about. Let me help you get the body you want, whatever that looks like. Let's start and move in that direction, Sarah. It's a lifetime pursuit that we're going to continue. And I'm going to help you during these first six weeks, get everything set up. And I love that. And your body, you're talking about the whole thing, the mind, the body, how you look, how you feel inwardly and both outwardly, because that's very important, those inward thoughts that you talk about. And I love how you are focused on building a community of people that want to have a lifestyle change for life. Um, That's so important. And I think right now, too, 
as we look into this pandemic continuing into 2021, having that community to connect and to kind of kind of hold your hand to kind of coach personally, you know, with your live weekly sessions and office hours, that, you know, it's so important right now just to connect with other people, even if it's virtually, but it kind of, you know, gives a re- gives you a reason to stay accountable to it. Yes, that, that sense of community. And, you know, I'm glad you said that, you know, um, I have in the past um, taught group classes at, at the gym. And I loved group classes, both taking them and teaching them. And one reason that they were so successful, Sarah, was just, yes, that sense of community. You know, you knew, I would know, Sarah, hey, she's going to be at that class at nine o'clock on Wednesday morning. And if I'm not there, she'll notice, right? Like there's that sense of community. We take care of each other. And hey, a little healthy competition's never hurt anyone either. So let's see you know, how we can keep each other accountable and challenge each other as we change our lifestyle habits. Yeah. Oh, love that so much. And oh, it's going to be so exciting when that launches in January. And you'll kind of get a preview of that by doing the salad challenge in December. And you have some other challenges as well. So how about you tell us what your website is or where we can follow you on social media, including TikTok. So any TikTok fans out there, if you want to connect with Erica, she is on TikTok. So tell us where we can all find you. And we'll also link this all in the show notes. Well, thanks, Sarah, for giving me the opportunity to share. So, and I'll have to back up and tell you that I've just started doing TikTok videos and my 13-year-old daughter, oh gosh, she's 14 now. She's 14. My 14-year-old daughter has been in charge of my quote-unquote production. So keep that in mind. So they're fun. I offer some tips, but she's, she's recently told me that my tips Although I think they're very informative for our our folks. She says, they're boring, mom. You need to do more dancing. So I recently oh. did one where I have a couple exercises and dance involved. So um, my uh, handle- that we have to check out. That oh. we have to check out. Is that on TikTok at Live Thrive Grow? Well, yep. Everything's Live Thrive Grow. So I've been blessed in that that's been available for my social media outlets. So yes, you Amazing. can find me. Yep. Live Thrive Grow on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram and then livethrivegrow.com is my website. Um, What I'm really enjoying is just this sense of community as we grow on my Facebook um, group, which is again, LTG Fitness Insiders. Um, That's been a really great group. So right now you asked about like my current challenge. So right now I've actually got a 5k training challenge um, for those people that are interested in running a 5k. We actually started officially yesterday, Sarah, and it's a four week program and it's almost like a, a couch to 5k. So I have like intermittent walking within these um, bursts of running. And when I say running, this is also meant for folks that just want to walk or jog. Right. But the idea is really just to build up the time on your feet and get you to a place where you're able to run, run, walk 3.1 miles, which is a really big milestone for most people. So, you know, what you really find is when you meet a goal, you've got this sense of, hey, if I can do this, then I can do that. So the idea is get you in a place where you've, you have committed to something, you have you have completed the goal, you now have maintained your weight, and you're ready for your next challenge because you've already proven to yourself um, that you can do it, right? 
Oh, yeah. And the mind, again, come back to that mindset thing. The mind loves when it can say, I accomplished something. Let's let's keep doing it. You know, so that's so awesome. So live, thrive, grow on all the platforms, including your website to get all the information about the challenges, about the upcoming program, Fit for Change, and more. And we'll link all this in the show notes. Erica, this has been so much fun. We always have such fun conversations. And I know um, this one is going to be listened to over and over again because this was such a blast to listen to and full. So many good tips, you know, that can not only apply to this holiday season, but other holiday seasons or, you know, basically all year round, we have these special things that come up that we have time to get together. So these are good tips, I think, applicable all year round. Yeah, well, 100%. And Sarah, thanks again so much for having me on. I I love that we are working together on the salad challenge. And I love just being able to talk to your audience. Because again, I think there's such great synergy between my folks and yours. So just really looking forward to, to doing more of this in the future. And I've had a blast as well. So Thank you. And best of luck to all of your listeners. Just be sure to maintain and not gain during this holiday season, guys, and you're already winning. Awesome. And that's a great, great note to end on. Thanks. Thanks, Sarah. That was such a fun interview with Erica. I really hope you enjoyed it. I sure did. You can find all about how you can join that salad challenge on our sponsored blog on the show notes. That's badtothebowl.com forward slash 10. Once again, join the salad challenge. You're going to want to do this. It's going to be so much fun and you could win a prize. Who doesn't want to win an Amazon gift card this time of year? So again, go check that out at badtothebull.com forward slash 10. I hope to see you in the salad challenge.